We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up. I got two heavy hitters tonight. If you, you're watching us on Twitch, you know what to do. Throw some subs out there because Kenny needs some new Wi-Fi. Mama need a new chair. So go and throw them subs in there. <laughs> Yo, if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a kind message, say you hate the heat, whatever you want to do, but like and subscribe. All right. So with me tonight, I got my right-hand man, Brian, my shadow producer. Brian, say what's up to the people. Brian, say my what's bad, up to the my people. My bad, What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Don't worry, Brian, on a five-second delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah sorry, I got that, that Kenny Wi-Fi today. <laughs> Speaking of turn. Kenny, I got, I got my homeboy, my ace. Kenny Tex, say what's up to the people. What's up? I don't know if I'm a heavy hitter, to be honest. I just be saying shit. I don't be paying attention half the time. I just be rambling. But what's up? How y'all doing? <laughs> and as you can see, I got the one, the only, my homeboy, my first, my last, my everything, Royal A. Shepherd. Royal, say what's up to the people. Yeah! What's happening, y'all? <laughs> Yo, as y'all can see, I'm pretty hype. I got two of my main guys with me. So we about to go ahead and get into this. So I, I want to touch on the lineup change. As we saw in the last five games, Spo changed the starting lineup. He also changed the, um, the way in which we see Bam and Jimmy on the floor. Um, with those changes, we created more space for Jimmy and Bam. But what we also saw, and I don't know if a lot of people are noticing, Jimmy is spending a lot of time at the four. He's also closing at the four, which means – We've been seeing a little bit less PJ in the fourth quarter. Now, how do you think all of this, because that's a lot that Spo did in a matter of days to get us back on track. How do you think this is going to take us into the playoffs? Uh, I'm, I'm coming to you first, Kenny. 
shit until it's about time for the playoffs. So I think he's probably been doing that this whole time because I don't think something that complex just comes to you overnight. I think he understood all year. Jimmy and Bam, they can play together in spurts, but it's not a good idea to have them out there together too much because they occupy the same spaces. PJ's shot fell off a fucking cliff. Who expected that to happen? So he was cutting a lot, getting in that way. So it was like, you know what? Jimmy at the four. Take Bam and Jimmy. I mean, yeah, Jimmy at the four. Bam and Jimmy played separate sometimes. PJ played with these other guys sometimes. And it's been working out. The half-court offense, G said, went way up. I'm not the numbers guy. Shout out the Royals shirt. and Shout out the Tiff. Fuck them numbers. But from my eye test, things have been a lot more clear, a lot more spaced out, and it's been working out. Offense looks a lot better. Okay. Royal? Shit wasn't working. So <laughs> shit had to change. That Duncan shit wasn't working, on, not with the starters. So they put him on the bench. We started to get some production out of his ass. And that you can appreciate. Uh, the Jimmy at the fourth thing is something that I thought that Spo would experiment with last year when the team was kind of spiraling. But I'm mm-hmm. glad to kind of see him take that approach now. Get Give PJ some additional rest. I don't think that they're going to take that into the playoffs. I think at some point in the playoffs, you're going to need PJ's defense out there. Uh, they've been running a lot of the uh, two white guy lineups uh, with those guys. So you got a lot of Tyler and ex white player out there as well. So like, uh, I don't, I don't know if they're going to want to try that long-term in the playoffs, but for now it's working and you need it to establish some type of rhythm going into the playoffs. And I think this lineup change was just the type of shakeup that they needed. And they were able to go in there, uh, win a few games and now they look good mm-hmm. again. So, uh, motherfuckers can be happy. So do you think, um, <clears throat> Even if you say, all right, even if we say we see a little less PJ, does that mean more yurt? Uh-uh. I think it's more Please yurt no. right now, <laughs> but come playoffs, it's no yurt. You won't see his ass at all. No yurt, Kenny. Yeah, that's that's just to give that some no yurt. Yeah, no yurt. He's not ready to really play in the NBA. He was grabbing them rebounds. He steals rebounds, too. And I, I want to, like, point him out for that because, like, he gets a lot of credit for his rebounding numbers. He'd be doing some real Westbrook shit out there. So he would be at, he would be grabbing, like, seven instead of 14 if he would let other motherfuckers on his team rebound sometimes. So he's not ready yet. He may be fine next year. I don't know. He looks real scary sometimes. So you you say like you're just running around? You're running around tricking people? Yeah, just doing nothing. Just flabby as hell, disgusting. I don't want to see that shit. Not in the playoffs, though. Like, I, I just don't think he can move well enough yeah, nah. to get him some of the top 15. Like, boy, going <laughs> to get us put in the blender taking his ass out there. We, we're good. Sit your ass down somewhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you notice about the spacing? Like, uh, Royal, you alluded to Duncan going to the bench. Um. What's the difference that you see with the starting lineup uh, with Max as opposed to what we were seeing with Duncan? I think with Max, um, I've said this a couple of times before, but Max has been a number one option before. So when he goes out there, the confidence isn't something that needs to be instilled in him. Nobody has to look for Max to try and find him shots. Max going to find his own goddamn shots. As soon as he touched the ball, he throwing that bitch at the rim. Like, that's just how he plays. (laughs) With Duncan, it was – dribble handoff with Bam, relying on Bam to be right. And it's so many things had to go right for Duncan to get his shit together. Like with Max, he don't need all that. Just give me a goddamn ball and I'm going to put it up at the rim. So uh, I think that aggressiveness has kind of like led to the floor just kind of people being more attached to Max and that's with that starting mm-hmm. group. 
Um, and so it, it's it's allowed Jimmy more room to operate. We can't underrate the fact that Jimmy's been hitting that mid-range shot lately. Like that's right. also afforded some space uh, to a couple of guys like Bam and them driving lane. So yeah, that starting lineup has been pretty good. Um, I don't know if I see a change if Max continues to play like this. Like if he's just this kind of steady, I don't I, I don't see why you kind of fuck with it. Just mm-hmm. let him do his thing and then let Tyler and Duncan kind of provide that space and off the bench. Um, Kenny, I'm actually surprised that <clears throat> at this the spacing that Duncan is getting with the second unit. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure if he would be able to get, you know, as many shots or even the same amount of shots playing uh, next to Tyler. But the but the surprise has been they're actually playing really well off the bench together. What do you attribute that to? Well, they're playing well off the bench offensively. But I think you just can't leave either one of them guys open. So it's really <laughs> – so it's really difficult to, like um, – it's really difficult to stretch yourself out and try to guard both of those guys. And so right. – and Tyler's going to score all three levels. And Duncan, he they're not spamming the dumbass handoff all the time with him out mm-hmm. there with those other guys. He's kind of freelance and kind of – doing his own shit to find himself open off the ball rather than just operating in this tight space where the ball already is and it's easy to game plan against once right. Toronto figured it out. And so they both have the space to operate. He's shooting in transition now. We didn't really see much of that before. And so this this change is giving everybody on the team more freedom, and we're seeing it work out. Right. Duncan became a release valve as opposed to, like, a go-to option. Mm. When, he, when he's on the bench, to get yeah. his point, like, they're not really – fucking looking for Duncan. Nobody, I don't have to look for Duncan. He'll be over there somewhere. If I go into this paint and two people come, Mm -hmm. throw that bitch in his vicinity. And like, he's going against bench guys now. So it's like the defense is not as great. He's been able to get cleaner looks. And I think that's been effective for him. And and I really like what I see from Duncan off the bench. I think he's in a role that suits him uh, Mm -hmm. coming off of the bench. So I, I like what I've seen from them guys as well. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> so as we stand and with only, you know, a couple of games left, the Heat are the number one seed, the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the possibility of Cavs, Nets, Hawks, Hornets. What would be the positives of playing any of those teams? And what would be the negatives of playing any of those teams? So let's start, let's start with the positives. Um, with the Cavs, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go to you, Royal. What would be the positives for playing the Cavs in the first round? That shit, food. Like is, like it is what it is. <laughs> like all four of them, like all that shit, food. That's gonna be my response to all of them. But the Cavs in particular, they've dealt with some injuries lately. Uh, Mobley's been out uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. so that's kind of. But they're still they're relatively young. So for us, you know, it's gonna be a young team just getting into the playoffs, trying to establish an identity. Like, they're going to be their bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. So, you know, we're going to put our foot in their ass and welcome them to the NBA, send them on home. And th- that's just what it's going to be. Um, I do like what they've done this season. want to give them all the credit in the world. They've played very well. Uh, but, you know, for us, like, that's a nice warm-up. You know what I mean? They're going to challenge us a little bit defensively with that limp shit that people have been talking about. Like, I, 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 went, I was in the camp. Jimmy struggles with limp. I heard y'all motherfuckers talking about me. I don't give a fuck. Like I, but I was in that camp. You know what I mean? I saw it with my own two goddamn eyes. Y'all ain't gonna change my opinion. But I think that would be a nice way uh, for them to establish themselves. Go against a, a solid defensive team in the first round. Kind of get them warmed up for some of the better competition to come. 
Kenny? Yeah, none of those teams can really defend anyway. And so you got the Hawks who they can't defend worth shit, and they have one guy who can really score. And they can pass the fuck out of the ball, so you got to watch out for that. But they're not winning any seven-game series. The Cavs, like Royal said, they have been injured. So even if they do eventually come back, they have to get in rhythm with each other again. Let's say Evan Moby comes back. One, he's a rookie. Two, he has to get acclimated to playing again. He has to ramp up all that stuff. They don't have the time to really become a threat. Um, the Hornets, we saw the game last night. I don't even got to get into that shit. <laughs> In Brooklyn, the only positive they have two superstars, but the problem with that is you know exactly where the ball is going to go. So while those guys are pretty un- unstoppable, basketball is not a two-on-five game, and so I'm not sure if they're going to actually beat the Miami Heat with all the defenders that he has. Okay, and out of those four, <clears throat> you only can get one. Who's the more favorable matchup for the first round? Charlotte. And they why? play the worst. They play the worst defense out of any of those teams out there. Like, of course, like they're gonna make Miami mm-hmm. run a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. They're gonna make us run a little bit because they got those young legs and shit like that. And Miami may not want to be able to, may not want to do that. But they're gonna be able to slow them down in the playoffs. Like they're gonna be able to shut all that little shit down. But they don't play no defense, so everybody can get in a good rhythm against Charlotte in that first round and yeah. gonna blow their ass out pretty pretty much every game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Kenny. Yeah, I'm going with the same answer. The defense is trash. Um, now, Miles Bridges always kills the heat, but I don't think 
it's with these little layups and shit. That's not gonna be enough to overcome the heat. Aside from yesterday, the heat always shut LaMelo down, so I'm not concerned with him. And again, their defense fucking sucks. So I don't believe in them at all. Just give me the horn, this quick sweep, get some rest for the second round. Kenny, this shit gonna be boring if you agree with everything I say, boy. I'm about to start making shit up. <laughs> no, there's gonna be some stuff we're gonna end up getting into down the line. Sure. All right. Well, probably right now. All right. <laughs> I'm going to name a list of players. What you guys got to do is no, it's gonna be those good. players are off limits. You're going to have to name a different player that needs to step up their game come playoff time. So I'm going to name players. All those players are off limits. Okay. Got it? All right. Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Bam. Kyle, Ty Ty, PJ are all off limits. Give me one guy that needs to step his shit up, playoff time, and tell me why. And also tell me what we need to get from him. Royal, go ahead. Oh, oh, Duncan fucking Robinson. That is the only answer that I have in this situation. Look. Duncan Robinson is paid to be a high-level role player. That's what the fuck I expect for him to be, a high-level role player. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm not talking about no crazy shit like he goes 7 for 11 every night. I'm talking about get your ass up, get in this game, hit threes when you're wide open, hit a few contested ones. That could be three to four a night. That could be five to ten if he's feeling like that. But we're going to need that level of shooting from Duncan on a consistent basis in order to be able to compete. There's no way around that. Like, and I, I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to sit up here and act like it's not important for him to play well. Right. Like, yeah, people can kind of summarily dismiss the season that he's had, but that man needs to play well in order for this team to maximize his chances. And so he's going to be one of those players that I'm looking at to be like, all right, bro, you've shown us signs of you getting your shit back together. Let's see if you can sustain it throughout this run so that we can kind of make a real push at it. Okay. Kenny? So we do have two disagreements right there. Blue Wire, cover your ears, because I know we like co-workers and shit. Duncan is paid to be traded. That That's what that contract is for. He's he's not going to be say next it. year. All due respect to him. Love the guy. Love the guy. Great times, but nah. There's, we know what Mickey Harrison is doing. You are not slick, Mickey. Cut that shit out. Um, but he has been playing well since I would say like mid December. I, I disagree with I disagree with that part of it. The player who has to step up. I have one question. We allowed to talk about trades on Miami Heat. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that was against the rules. That's what I heard. That's what I was. I, what I heard we weren't supposed to talk about. No oh, so we gonna circle back to that after this. We gonna circle right back to okay, that. I'm gonna, See, I'm gonna make it so. Make it so we gonna circle back to that. So what? <laughs> Let's circle back to that. So my player who has to step up is Dwayne Dedman. He's good. Well, he's been good recently, but he's going to have to play big. He's going to have to finish. He's going to have to catch the fucking ball. Shout out to him for loving Heat deep, but catch the ball. And because they're going to need size sometimes in playoffs. It's going to be some matchups. The team's going to try to get over on us with our size with Bam. He's going to have to step in and not bullshit out there. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Roy. Go ahead. And so, are you oh. saying that Dwayne Dedman is more important? I didn't know if you were finished or not. Go ahead and finish your point before I ask my question. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
So I'm saying he's the guy who has to step up the most. I think Duncan's been fine, especially now in this new role. He's been fine. Since December, he's been fine. Now, he, he was playing like, like pure, like, ass hair in in November. Yeah, December. He's been good. He's been good. Good? I don't know if G's so around with the numbers or some shit. He's, 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 yeah. yeah. He was fine, but yeah. good? Come on now, kid. Okay, maybe not good since December, but he's been fine since December, but he's been good recently. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. He's been good recently. And, yeah, we can, like, make – we could talk about trades that are possible here. It's fine. No, no, it was not. Like, we don't have to keep being, like – It was decreed on Twitter <laughs> that trades were a no-go. I saw – Kenny, you can't lie to me on this yet, man. But I'm sorry. But no, my one question is: You, oh, you think that Wayne okay. Edmund is more right. important to play well than Duncan Robinson? I trust. I trust Duncan more. As of late, I trust Duncan more. I don't think he has to necessarily step up because he's been up lately. I think when you're talking about trusting Duncan Robinson more, I I, I disagree entirely because I think they have two different roles. I trust Deadman to to play his role more so than I trust Duncan Robinson to play you his. Do. Because Duncan Robinson's role is to be a starting. They have two different roles now. But Duncan Robinson's, they do have two different roles. Duncan Robinson's job is to go out there and provide spacing. Duncan Robinson's job is to go out there and effectively create room mm-hmm. for other players. Dwayne Dedman's role is to go out there and run around for five minutes while Bam drank Gatorade before he get his ass back out there. They, that's not the same. Duncan Robinson is thought of to do right, something. So- I'm sorry. All right, so I'm let me ask this question. So, you know, shooting well or not shooting well, when did Duncan stop providing spacing? When did it stop being a fire drill when they ran those sets? When people were not guarding him at the three-point line, which is effectively why he had to be taken out of the starting lineup. Duncan was getting wide-open looks. It's not like he's been taking – That's not why he he's, – So Duncan Robinson hasn't been taking wide-open looks for a, a large chunk of the season? And bricking them shits? No. He's he well, people. Well, I think it, that gets that gets exaggerated sometimes. Like if you shoot ten threes and make four, and you focus on the six misses, yeah, it looks terrible, but it's forty percent. No, sure. and so why is forty percent? Because I'm fine with that. And so, and I mean, why else do they? Calculated that way because the game it's an up and down game. Football is totals because it's whatever. Basketball's up and down game. That's they they counted by averages and percentages because they understand you're gonna go above or you're gonna go below it sometimes. They counted yeah. by averages to get a clear view of what's going on. But numbers can be skewed to fit any argument, Kenny. That's that's just the reality of the situation. When you look at Duncan Robinson play, has he played well? Like has he played up to the standard that was set for him that he was tasked with being? Has he played up to the standard that he set for himself last season? Whoa, 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 hold up. Y'all was all trading Duncan last season, too. I was trading. Don't bring up last I, season. I, I have never. I have Because he had some up last season, too. I have never stopped trading Duncan Robinson. I traded Duncan. I was trading Duncan when I first heard of him. <laughs> I traded Duncan so many times. Like, it, that, shit, that, I, that shit don't even bother me that people tell me no, I trade. Yeah. No, no, I, wait. I would trade his ass right now if they extended the trade deadline. Wait. <laughs> Wait, no. So we do not we gotta correct ourselves. We was all waving Duncan when we first heard of him. He was horrible. Yeah, yeah okay. We, we, we wasn't getting nothing for yeah, that, no. Duncan. 
he twenty six percent, and you a shooter? Nah, get the fuck out of here. But he wasn't but too far off from that earlier this year. This year he was thirty percent earlier this year, and then he fixed it. Yeah, sure. And that's the thing too, right? So yeah, but he ended up he's climbing back up. I'm not I'm not about to look at my phone and see the exact number, but he's climbing back up. No, I'm I'm not saying that Duncan Robinson has. He's been fine. Him. Only thing that I'm saying is that Duncan Robinson right now, mm-hmm. like I picked Duncan Robinson as the player that I need to step up more so, and you picked Dwayne Detman. I'm just comparing that their, mm-hmm. their roles and what their purpose is for this team before we got all sidetracked. My thing was I think Duncan's role is more important to this team's overall success than what Dwayne Detman's role is. Like Dwayne Detman's role by comparison is small. They both come off the bench, but they're tasked with doing different things off the bench. You know, so but, but, you know, so that I agree with. So I'm saying I just trust Duncan to be fine more than Deadman. Lately, he's been kind of up and down. Duncan's been fair enough. All they need him to do is make shots, and he's been doing that recently, so I'm not really too concerned with him. Deadman's been up and down. He's been mostly down lately. And so as of right now, I'm not even talking about earlier in the season. Right now, I'm looking at Dwayne Deadman more than I'm looking at Duncan. Duncan does have a bigger role. I'm with you on that, but I trust Duncan more. I don't. Too bad ain't neither one of them struce. But anyway, moving right along. (laughs) (laughs) I said it. It's my show. I I said it. Struce is here to stay, motherfuckers. I said it. Don't don't look at the tape if he get traded. That'll be a long time ago. I said that a long time ago. (laughs) Don't look at the tape. (laughs) Don't look at the tape. (laughs) Um But we're kind of we'll kind of circle around as to what Kenny said a little bit earlier as to certain people playing well and he put emphasis on offense. Um, last night's game, we put up what 144, 145, something like that. So we have mm-hmm. no we had no offensive lulls at during the game at that point. If you're putting up 140 something points, you pretty much didn't have any. The interior defense, on the other hand. Mm-hmm. We gave up, I stopped counting when they were at 38 points in the paint. How do we, how do we clean that up in time for the playoffs? What did you guys see last night um, that was happening to us in the paint? And what are some of the things you think we can do to kind of uh, clean it up a little bit? Um, I'll come to you, Kenny. I didn't want to bring it up last night because it was such a blowout, but all the rotations were late as hell. Miles Bridges was just at the rim whenever he felt like it. A lot of Yurt minutes, which I don't want to pile on Yurt, but man, that dude's IQ is trashed. He just never makes the right rotation. And so it was a lot of, it was easy fixes. Just watch film. Spoke got to yell at a couple guys and it'll be fine. But this the team defense was not all that great at points last game. They just kept going to Miles Bridges and PJ Washington got some shit off, which yikes. But they just got to rotate better. Okay, Royal. Yeah, I think for me, uh, Kyle Lowry would do a lot of cleaning that up because mm-hmm. of the pace that he's going to make the Heat play at. Like it's going to be a lot different. Like they were able to run <laughs> real easy uh, last night because of the way that the Heat were playing. And I think Kyle Lowry settles them down a little bit and just kind of makes them play more so at the Heat's pace. Then right. at the Hornets pace, I think the Hornets sped Miami up last night. And it was fine because they weren't playing any fucking defense to stop us. But, you know what I mean? Like, when it comes playoff time, like, we're going to need if – so, if a team's trying to speed us up, we need somebody out there who's going to kind of be able to settle us. And Cal mm-hmm. does that. Uh, and I think he would have helped that swing in a different direction entirely. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, you know, we do have tres leches out there a lot of the time. Hey, man, um, space to come at a cost. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to look rough. <laughs> space to come at a cost, man. Like, if you want to, if you want to be able to shoot, you ain't going to be able to stop nobody. <laughs> Take your poison, bitch. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> but but I will say to their defense, no pun intended, <laughs> the ball movement has been popping. <laughs> so yeah. what what are we saying about with the with the because it's the guards? The guards are, you know, making the crisp pass, they're making the extra pass, they're making the passes on time, you know, mostly not behind people. It seems like they cut out a lot of the jump passes, which is the stupidest play in basketball. Why leave your feet if you don't know where you're going? <laughs> um, so what, what have we noticed about that, the ball movement, especially in like the last five games? Uh, Royal, coming to you. A yeah. couple, couple of things. So uh, first, I like Gabe Vincent. Okay, I'm going to throw that out there at the gate. I like Gabe Vincent because he knows how to play basketball. His shot hasn't been falling as of late, but that doesn't mean that he's not providing the heat with something. He's a big the way, the way that he's able to hand off uh, that point guard slash off guard duty from Kyle to mm-hmm. Gabe has been able to help them continue to move the ball when they go when they're going through lows. The late game ball movement has been the biggest thing for me that I've been impressed with because earlier in the season they were getting stagnant with the ball, getting that Jimmy ISO shit. And his willingness to be able to move the ball a little bit in the fourth quarter late in games has helped produce offense in those situations. So uh, those two things in particular kind of stand out to me about the ball movement, which, uh, look, we're we're a team that's a sum of our parts. You know what I mean? We ain't got that top-heavy shit that most other teams got. So if the ball ain't moving, then we're not maximizing what we can do out there on the court. So if we stop moving the ball, we're going to lose. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. The fact that they're doing it and they're doing it late in games, that shit to me is an encouraging sign. I got to see them keep doing it, though. I got to see them do that shit in the playoffs. I can't have Jimmy regress to give me the rock. I'm finna pound this shit. Like, we cannot have that. Otherwise, we're going to be looking at it. Comp- we're going to be singing a real sad song on these post-game shows. They ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kenny. They're letting the guards be the guards. I think – I. Want to stop? I want to stop agreeing with Royal so bad, man. It's just not. He keeps saying the same shit. I'm thinking, but <laughs> I mean, Jimmy's gotten off the ball. He's not just fucking standing in the mid range for 18 seconds with his fucking hands in his pants trying to figure out what to do. He's moving. Well, not even he's moving it. Kyle, um, Tyler, Gabe. Bam, at times, they're moving it, and they're finding Jimmy in his spots where he's cutting. They're getting out in transition a little more. That's what we've been saying they need to do, and they've been getting it done. So thank God they decided to do that right now because much as I love Jimmy, and he, has, he hasn't he has gotten the credit for the game, and he has taken over successfully because it will happen in, like, a second quarter or something, and then, like, he'll exhaust himself and die in the fourth. But – it, they're much better off just having him off the ball for the most part and just finding his spots to score in. We don't need eight assists, Jimmy, like that. Just get out there and do what you – be Jimmy Buckets. I fuck with eight assists, Jimmy, though, bro. I fuck with eight assists. I fuck with ball mover. Jimmy. I do, but 
He ain't got to be the show bit dog. Like, I, I do, but he's. I think he's. <laughs> but when it's actually working, not when he's like waiting last second and passing it off to somebody else, so he doesn't get the turnover when the shot That's that's I'm gonna beat your ass from UD, Jimmy. We're doing that shit. Yeah, that's what's, that's yeah. what's fun, that is. <laughs> um. <laughs> Royal. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Kenny, we lost you for a second. Go ahead. Say that again. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kenny. That motherfucker is throwing me off. Wait, where Kenny. did you lose me? Yeah. We didn't we we didn't hear the last like <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm two, here. Two, yeah, we didn't hear you though. Whatever you just said, we heard nothing. Yeah. So I was saying. Yeah, so I was basically saying if you're gonna be ball mover, Jimmy, do that shit with 20 seconds left on the shot clock, not two. Well, you know how you know how it works. You know how it, you know how it works. I can't see right. like the chat and the thing, so I'm like reading on my phone, and I just seen Brad say, "Did you miss trade talk?" Hell no, we coming back around to it, boy. What did you tell him that? <laughs> <laughs> Fire smoke. Chris Quinn is the future. Huh? What did you tell him that? <laughs> okay. So uh, we, we're going to move along to the next segment, and it's called the uh, the Coach's Challenge. So we have some questions here that we've gotten from Discord. So first comes first. Um, this question is from a young man by the name of uh, Alf954. Hmm, never heard of him. Uh, the question is, the question is to you, Kenny. Why does Royal hate Duncan's mm -hmm. white excellence? It's understandable. Royal's from like North Florida or some shit. The whiteness out there is insane. There's a lot of whoa, Trump whoa, whoa, signs whoa, whoa. and whoa. First of all, billboards I mean, and shit. I'm, I'm gonna stop you while I'm Royal, talking. Royal I'm gonna stop you while I'm talking. The boy is from Pompano Beach, Florida. I'm from Broward <laughs> County, Blanchila High School, big dog. Like let's <laughs> let's get that correct. The boy is from the 954. Oh. I'm not from North Florida. I live here. <laughs> Because I glowed up, you know, I got money now, Kenny. <laughs> Look. <laughs> hey, anything that's not Miami Dade County is North Florida. We don't go up there. I ain't never been a Pompano in my life. The disrespect. Um, so, <laughs> even still, like. <laughs> Ooh, clutch the pearls. 
The Girl. whole Papa knows the hood. I ain't trying to die. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm letting you get it out there. Go ahead, Kenny. But nah, um, well, he lives in North Florida. So it's a bunch of like strange whites up there. So I feel royal on that. You see a white guy, you don't want to see him prosper because they don't want to see you prosper where royal is. So here's what it is. Can I can I answer this question in my own defense? Go ahead, Royal. Okay, so brother Al, <laughs> the reason why I hate Duncan's white excellence is because there is no such thing, my brother. That is another one of the white man's tricks to make you <laughs> yourself, hey? pick up your crown. There's no such thing as white excellence. The fuck is you talking about? <laughs> Except for brass jazz. That is white excellence if I ever fucking seen it. You got a white guy producing a show. He's white okayness. I don't really know him. I like I see his work a couple of times. I see brass jazz all the time. He's phenomenal, bro. That pepper shit when he played that trumpet. I, bro, I, don't, even, I, don't, even, I don't even know. God damn. <laughs> I did not know that this man was that musically inclined, bro. That shit was blowing. Like, I was, huh, that man is a talent. I don't even know. I'm sorry, go ahead. And, and to be fair, I don't even know Brian M's real last name. For all I know, he could be, like, light-skinned. Who knows? His last name could be, like, Jenkins or some shit, and we just have no idea. Jones. Brian Jones. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 Our next question is from is from the Discord. Uh, Royal, this is this is for you first. Would you include Tyler in a package if you could get Donovan Mitchell by the end of this season, or or would you build around Tyler and Bam, fill in the gaps where necessary, and reload after Jimmy and Kyle's contract expire? I'm not banking on what Tyler will be. I'm banking on what Spider is. Pack him up. Get your ass out of here. Bye. Thank you. Bring me the Spider-Man. What the fuck is you talking about? Or. No, there's no or. After I seen the first half of the question, I was done. Tiffany. I was finished. <laughs> Royal, I... Uh... I can't even. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Kenny, I know you got something to say on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I myself am indifferent. I don't give a shit either way, but I am curious how the fan base, and this is what I was requesting, the fan base that's obsessed with people's salaries, that's obsessed with people being bad defenders and obsessed with inconsistent shooting, Crowning Donovan Mitchell as the guy is pretty interesting. Again, he's a better player than Tyler overall. Fine, fine, whatever. Do the trade. I don't give a shit. But it is interesting, right? Because all this stuff comes up because of Jimmy's bad clutch numbers. Whatever the fuck, clutch, clutch numbers are dumb because it's a small sample size, which basically means it already happens. Which I have to ask, why the fuck do we care then? But Let's go ahead with it. So, Jimmy's clutch numbers, Frankie showed us the other day, he has the worst true shooting percentage in the NBA in the clutch. Donovan Mitchell is second worst, and he's 0.2 percentage, yeah, 0.2% points better. And so, what problem is that really solving that the Heat have? 
like he'll score 40 sometimes and lose. Cool. Like we've seen him as the best player on a good team, and we've seen what that team's done. Yeah, and we're right. not gonna keep giving Rudy all the blame because he has to cover up for the city defense. Yeah, Rudy is yeah, Rudy's surrounded by he's also a city defender on the perimeter, but why is he out there? He's surrounded, he's surrounded by terrible defenders. I get and Rudy's Donovan right. is one of them. And yeah, again, Donovan is one of them. But Tyler Hero yeah. is a terrible defender. Donovan Mitchell, terrible defender. And so it's just a better player. Like Donovan Mitchell's a he, better player. He also is. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in I'm indifferent on it. I'm just curious about. I would just want to see people instead of clamoring all, and you seem to be more measured with it. I'm more curious about the people clamoring for this stuff and not exactly looking at what they're getting and how much they fucking complain. I feel like you're talking about one of and them. how they think those problems are going to be solved by. I feel like you're talking about some of my dogs. You know, oh, all right. So yeah, I'm ahead. one of those people who. So I'm one of those people who like um I'm not great at lying, so I just don't even attempt. I've seen like five minutes of your show, and you do a great job on there. I have no idea who anybody else really is. So I may be talking about somebody. I just don't know who. No, I mean I, have I no understand. Clue like you, you got you don't watch our show. It's okay. I wouldn't know you if I didn't do my homework. Like just being honest. I know we follow each other on Twitter, but I wouldn't know you if I didn't do my homework on Hangover Time. But. <laughs> And also, I think you, it's, you're alluding to my boy Threat. My boy Threat has always been of the mindset where it's like, whatever can improve this team, improve this team. He has a bunch of controversial views uh, that other people may not agree with, but that's his view on how to become a champion. So I fucks with it. I rocks with it. With this shit, I think it's clear cut. Donovan Mitchell's the better player. They both have their warts. I will take Donovan Mitchell's warts over Tyler Heroes because he is different. I've seen that boy score 50 in the playoffs. I've never seen Tyler Hero score 40 points once in my entire life. That was the end of the discussion for me. Kenny, anything else? I mean, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. But I am curious. And again, I'm I'm bad at lions, so I don't even attempt. This is a setup. Um <laughs> so why would hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why would <laughs> what's this? Yeah. <laughs> we got a bell in this bitch. Oh fuck with this. <laughs> Hold up, hold up, Kitty. What's what's the setup? What's the setup? Me? That's from the Discord. All right, so I'll, I'll have no. Hold up. You you think I? No, 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 no. So oh, the, I'm like, no, wait a this minute. this upcoming question. No, the no the, the question the question I'm about to ask Royal. This is me setting Royal and the people in this mindset up, okay. right? Because I know what they're gonna go to. So do your worst. Why would one of the better teams? Well, at the time, I'm gonna get real specific. Why would the one seed be looking desperately to make a trade? I don't, I don't think they would be looking desperately. Remember, this is a setup. Okay, that's, that's fine. Right. I don't think that they would be looking desperate. I'm like you. I'm just gonna tell my truth, and I'll deal with the consequences after. Uh, but it's. I don't think we were looking desperately to make a trade. But I think anybody who was watching this team earlier in the season, despite the one seed, realized that we were winning it with those holes. We we're winning it with role players who could not possibly sustain themselves throughout the course of a season. These are G League guys, minimum contract guys. We could not possibly sustain that. And we saw a clear-cut avenue to some sort of improvement, a backup for for, uh, for PJ, spell him for a little bit because we didn't have one of those at the time. Uh, we saw an opportunity, like, it was just, it was there. And so you got a player not playing well in Duncan Robinson. He has an attractive contract to some teams. You could have possibly got something that could have helped this team out. And 
we saw some of those problems come to fruition later. Like they struggle with late game execution. They struggle with rebounding against bigger teams. They struggle with just generating buckets. So I think there were opportunities to find like bucket getters and shit out there at the trade deadline that we passed up on. And fine, we we got the one seed. So staying pat was justified. But we'll see if staying pat was justified. That's still to be determined, in my opinion, because the goal coming into this season, to me, the floor was second round and the pinnacle was chance at winning a championship. We'll see if we still have that chance once we get to the playoffs. Now, hold on, hold on. I just need to come in and okay, read this so real quick. Uh, I remember the trades. So Fez wants to know, uh, Royal, how can you expect Kenny to watch another show? He doesn't even have internet bandwidth for more than one stream a night. <laughs> So just wanted to throw that out there and also shout out to jay jack for um five gifted subs earlier in the show we love you guys see you chat and continue oh no for sure sub to this uh channel do do whatever okay so you. so so what were the because i don't remember them i just want you to say them what were the specific trades y'all were looking for that we want it. There, there's a difference of opinion. Like I allow, the own, I allow people to have their own goddamn opinions. Like what trade was Roy looking for? Roy is looking for a clear cut upgrade as a scorer. I don't care what form that comes in. I didn't hear anything at the trade deadline that was attractive enough for me to move Duncan Robinson. So I did not move Duncan Robinson. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. You heard some PJ Washington shit. I already know you heard that. That shit did not tickle my fancy as a type of player mm-hmm. that I would move a Duncan Robinson for. That seems weird. Like, I don't think it was even, like, a thing. Like, he makes too much money or something like that. But, like, I, I mean, look, if you can get me an upgrade, if somebody pride loose and we could upgrade a team, but that didn't happen. So, like, I don't feel like we should waste very much. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. Like, you just move forward with what you got, bro. Like, at this point, I've moved past it. The trade deadline was months ago. Like, we don't have to stop being so similar. Huh? Like we've got the rock'em sock'em robots. <laughs> oh. We just saying all the shit the other person's thinking. Listen, bro. Like, I, look, look, dog. Like, I understand what it is that people. The reason that people like people brand me a certain type of way because I'm the host of Five Reasons. There are a lot of pieces, a lot of voices that come out of that network. There are a lot of people, and I allow people to have their own opinion. And sometimes I don't stop them because I enjoy differing opinions. Whether or not I agree with them is immaterial at the time. My job ain't to give my opinion. My job is to let them give theirs. So, like, I hear, I don't have to agree with everything that they say, but I respect what they say because it's coming from a place of ball. Like, it ain't coming from no just no opinions. They're talking ball when they talk when they talking trades and shit. They did not see value in Duncan Robinson, so they were willing to give him away for whatever. You know what I mean? And hey, I can respect that. Yeah, he wasn't playing with the shit. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't care one way or the other whether they traded Duncan Robinson ass like. Keep them, let them go. I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. Like, we going to be gone anyway. Like, do the podcast, bro. We miss Davis Reed. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, hey, what happened with Davis Reed? I don't know, bro. I just haven't heard the Long Shot podcast in a long time. <laughs> oh, no. Um. <clears throat> All right. So the next question that we got from Discord is, do you think Bam will play his entire career in Miami? Um, Royal. I seen that uh, that shit. And that shit made me uncomfortable how long that boy 
<laughs> but I do. I, I don't think that Miami lets him go. Like Bam is a unicorn. Like he is literally the future of what NBA centers are going to be, in my honest opinion. And so right now we have the apex predator of that mold. So you keep him in house as long as possible. You know what I mean? Like that's too much time to let walk out your door. Eventually you're gonna get rid of the bigger contracts, and when he's up for another contract, we're just gonna pay him more money. But that's another problem for another day. We locked him up for six years, so his ass is here through that prime at the very least. Maybe later on down the line when you're a little older, trying to chase a ring, if you don't get it here, fine. But through that prime, you're going to be in the 305, you dog. Kenny? He's going to be here for a long time, for sure. Entire career depends on how much he's building on the stuff he doesn't need his athleticism for. Because I think right now, yeah, he's this amazing defender, but he's also quick as fuck. Um, he gets to the basket on his rolls and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's he's a freak athlete right now. So he has the passing he improved on. That's great. The little 10 to 14 foot jumper he's improved on. That's great. But he's probably going to have to do more if he's going to go into 32, 33, 34, 35 years old in Miami. I do think he's definitely going to finish his contract in Miami. But the stuff he has to build around this athleticism, he's going to have to continue to do that in the meantime, which I think he has a chance to. But I'm not just stamping entire career just yet. Because as much as I do not want to think about this, Alonzo Mourning was a New Jersey Net at one point. <laughs> I didn't care about that shit at all. Um, but I do kind of want to piggyback off of that a little bit. Like, in talking about things that Bam could add to his game just kind of in – I'm going to throw it to you, Tiff, because you know, mm -hmm. I haven't heard your opinion, and that's what I came on here for in the first place. Um, do you think Bam as that three-pointer, like, at some point in the near future? I ain't talking about, like, later on toward the end of his career. <clears throat> I'm talking about the next two, three years. Do you think he adds that three-pointer as a usable weapon right. to his game to kind of, like, help him? I think with the, with the knee tendonitis, he has no choice. I, I just – because – like like Kenny said, he's a freak of nature. But the idea is we saw how the tendonitis slowed him down this year already. So at some point, he's not blowing past mm -hmm. you. He's not jumping over you. The 15-footer will be hopefully a little bit more solidified. And even if he took three, four threes a game, it saves a little wear and tear on that body. So, for instance, I'm always saying, like, I'd like him to shoot that – um that uh that that drop off three that you always see at some point during the game Kyle and Deadman have where 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 Kyle is pushing and Deadman is the trailer and it's that easy little drop pass right you know right in the bread basket setting them up for the shot I like to see Bam get a couple of those so we can only hope the corner ones would be great too like mm -hmm. I, I, I see it's a really easy yeah. avenue yeah. you said what can you So he has to want to do that, and I think he will at some point. And Spo has to let him. I think just this year we saw Deadman being able to take a couple here and there, and he had done it at previous stops. I don't know if Spo loves his big men shooting threes. I'm not sure why that is. And so I would hope that they he come to a middle winning. ground. Like, all right, Bam is willing and wants to. Yeah, but Myers wasn't. Myers' shot was so fucking slow. That was useless. He wasn't shooting. He started anyway. Kelly Olynyk. For how long? 
it doesn't matter. Like he started and, and the teams stuff. he was on and Kelly was on too. Yeah, I think I think Spo does. No, no, but Kelly know. was starting. I'm sorry. Well, he he like he likes his fours shooting threes. Kelly did play the fives that time, but a lot of times Bam was at the five with Kelly. And those previous teams, those teams were just real bad. So yeah, you wanted Kelly giving you whatever he could. Uh, I think I think I, I don't, like those pre Jimmy teams. Yeah, I, I think you, you wanted. When you're saying that like Spo allowing uh, Bam to shoot him, I don't think Spo is the problem. <laughs> I, I think if Spo let Deadman shoot them bitches, oh Bam can take whichever ones he wants. Like I, there's nobody that's going to convince me. Otherwise, if Detman can take a shot, any shot Detman can take, Bam can take. And so I don't think it's much of Spo getting in his way. I think it's Bam getting in Bam's yeah. way. I think that's Bam getting in Bam's way with everything in terms of how aggressive he is, like the way he plays, him being the number one option on this team. Bam is the only person standing in Bam's way from being the type of player that we know he could be, and that includes the three-point shot or attempting them. Kenny, you got anything? Are you good? Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm. I don't think. Well, the Bam aggression stuff. I think that's a lot of times the system. They just and also Bam getting in his own head. You all right about that? But I'm not sure if it's a lack of aggression. I think it's just Bam not fucking thinking sometimes. I okay. I guess I should re- rephrase that. When I say lack of I aggression, I only mean. Sometimes. I, don't know I only mean. I only mean offensively. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. Not being willing, and a lot of that's been taken away. Yeah. You know, safety valve and ducking, looking for that DHO shit. But yeah, him, the the only person who can stop mm-hmm. Bam from shooting the ball is Bam. Like nobody's gonna get in Bam's way or say anything to him if he takes more shots. I, I think teams, the team is encouraging him because they realize what he's capable of. That's what I mean. Like just on the offensive side, aggress on defense, we know what we're gonna get from Bam every oh, yeah. goddamn night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not talking about shot attempts because he can mm-hmm. he can get the drives and the little mid-range all he wants, but the threes, I don't know if Spoh's going to want him shooting that until he really, really, really shows he can. And it's a little bit of a tough tug of war because he's going to have to probably do that in games at some point. So I don't know, but it's going to be real tough. But he's, like Tiff said, that tendonitis ain't going away, so they're going to have to figure that out at some point. I kind of like just real quick, but mm-hmm. the thing that you said about aggression and shot attempts, I, I'm with you 1000%. I do not equate aggression to how many times Bam shot the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sometimes it does come out like that. Like if he shoots the ball six times, then of course I'm going to put a foot in his ass. Mm-hmm. But like Bam can have a 10 shot aggressive game, in my opinion. When I'm talking about aggression, I'm talking about being, having mismatches down there mm-hmm. in the post against guards and not taking advantage of that looking for a pass as opposed to looking at that and saying mm-hmm. this little hoe can't guard me i'm finna dunk on his ass and keep it pushing like that's what i mean in terms of aggression like when he has opportunities he has to be willing and looking to take those yeah the only problem is though for whatever reason bam's just real bad at that even when he does do it yeah but it is on him to stop just being fucking scared to still try <laughs> But when he does attempt that, it does it doesn't look good. But he does need to try. Unless it's at some point when he scored forty one. <laughs> but listen, before we move on, I just want to ask both yeah, of you. He, Jeff, Jeff game was cool. <laughs> All right, hardest person for Bam to guard. Oh, obviously it's Julius Randle. Duh! <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> No, I think the hardest person for Bam to guard is Nikola Jokic. And that's because he is just a significantly better player than Bam. 
Like, and there's no shame in that. He's right. a significantly better player than a lot of motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, I think I think Jokic is probably the person in the league who I say give him the most fits. For some reason, it looks like to me that he guards Joel Embiid a lot better than he does Jokic. Because Jokic just do what the fuck he want when he out there against that man. And motherfuck Jokic, by the way. I don't like that Serbian bitch. Again, I fucking can't even disagree. Jokic is the only player in the NBA that gives band problems. The only one in the NBA. He used to have a lot of trouble with Embiid, but that stopped and the ref started building Embiid out. But Jokic just be just kicking Bam's ass, man. That shit. It gets sad to watch sometimes. Jokic just be fucking because you can't you can't bring help. If you bring help, he's gonna fucking destroy you with the passing. And so Bam just out there on his own, size disadvantage. Jokic could shoot. He just be goddamn. He be dragging Bam Fuck him, no, but goddamn. I'll be like, come on, man. Like that, man. Damn, man. Don't You can't blame Bam because he does it to everybody, but shit. Goddamn, man. And the sad part is, y'all, one, uh, one night I actually stayed up to watch one of those games because, you know, it was on the West Coast. Man, I don't know if y'all seen that movie Little Giants oh. about those those little nerdy ass kids wanting to. Oh. Yo, you know, you know the little scrawny one that gets in the mirror and be like, "That's how I see them." Acid indigestion. So what are we going to use it for? Intimidation. <laughs> That's what I think about. <laughs> That's what I think about when I see Bam and then I look at Jokic. I'm like, man, y'all ain't. Spike. Jokic is a spike. Yeah. We love Bam, but goddamn. They better give the ball a spike. That's my movie, Tiff. You brought out a classic just then. Uh, you know, I had to bring that up because, come on, who in their right mind is sitting around talking about, man? I sure don't want to face Juju Randall tomorrow. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. That shit crazy, bro. That, she obviously didn't watch the last time he played him. Yeah, that boy in fucking prison. Like, like she must not know. Time. She don't know Bam wore a do-rag to press she conferences. She don't know. She ain't, she ain't hear that boy. She ain't hear that boy. Say Black Lives Matter at the end of all them press conferences. She ain't listening to him. Idris sent me out of bio with chew that boy. Fuck is you talking about? Leave that man. Boy, I can't stand. Why does Julius Randle's name keep coming up with Heat players? First, it was the boss shit, which was fucking nuts. Or in general. <laughs> yeah, like, who is Julius Randle? He had one good season. I mean, apparently he's like, better who? than Bosch. No, nah, he's had so he's had two good seasons, but they just so happened to be right before he was about to get paid. I ain't buying that shit. So shout out to Julius Randle, man. I see it. I respect it. I used to work for commission too. It's cool, man. Fake hustle back on defense like that one clip. Get your money. Just don't get it from Miami. <laughs> Did Kenny say used to work on commission? Yeah. That boy used to sell vector knives. Hell like yeah, this bitch. Fuck what Macy's. You talking about? What you used to do, Mary Kay? <laughs> oh, you say Macy's? <laughs> what you used to sell Mary Kay? That's what you said. Macy's the worst place on earth. <laughs> why, Kenny? Tell us why. 
<laughs> Macy's man. So first of all, I wish I wish Roy was way more off. I was desperate for a job at the time. When I applied for the accessories department, I thought that meant like keychains and shit. I'm like, oh, this easy money. <laughs> Them niggas, I got that they said, nigga, these are purses. I'm like, I'm about to be broke. <laughs> I don't know shit. So I was broke as fuck. Fuck Macy's. I was on a bus and shit. Rough times. Don't get married. <laughs> Them motherfuckers are expensive. He said he was on the bus. Kenny, you on the bus sitting? Kenny on the bus sitting under that one dude that got his arm up. He got the sweatiest. Oh, hey, nah, I got some bus stories, man. There's some sick shit. I seen some sick shit on public transportation. Swear to God, one time, and anybody from Miami knows this area, it sort of makes sense. One time I was at Martin Luther King Station on 62nd, and I think it's like 27th. No bullshit. I saw a homeless dude give himself a shape up with fire. I beg your pardon? Like he had an afro. He lit a piece of paper on fire. He had a he had an afro. He lit a little piece of paper on fire with his lighter. I'm, I'm assuming he smoked crack or some shit in his own time. That's cool, good for him. He just started trimming that shit. I got on the bus. I didn't look back. I ain't that shit could have ended bad. I heard Joe Biden. I was like, nah, I'm cool. Types was people like that. I didn't know, but is this motherfucker a circus clown? It was like that was a wonderful trick to have seen. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know. Tickets to see a motherfucker. Shape I was impressed and I was scared. We need to call the universe. It's not a Joe Biden for owing niggas money but giving them crack pipes. Oh, so um, moving right along. Uh, we we have one more question from uh, Snaps from the Discord. Which coach do you worry about the most in the playoffs? Royal. None. I I I would. I have no problem stating that Eric Spoelstra is the best coach in the NBA. I don't give a fuck who your coach is. I believe with time, with that day's rest, that man is a motherfucker to beat. Like so. I don't fear any other coach in the East, West, none of that. I don't care. I will give some credit to some of the uh, coaches who've done a good job. Uh, Ime, Ime Udoka over there in Boston, he's done a phenomenal job with that team. Like, that is a very good defensive team, so I want to give him his flowers. But um, I don't fear his ass either. Heat and fire, bitch. Fuck you, talking about. Only, the only coach I respect is in his first year. That's E-May. Other than that, I'm fuck Doc Rivers. I don't trust him for shit. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Like his teams was looking dumb as hell, and they had Chris Pauly in them. He's garbage. Um, who else is out there? Billy Donovan. Fuck him. He's trash. Um, whoever the Bucks coach is, he did some stuff, but I I, don't, I ain't trusting him either. I don't, I can't even name no other coaches. Fuck the Eastern Conference, man. He won the championship. I'm good. <laughs> yes, Royal. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm like that after they win a game. After they win the game, they win the championship. After they lose, I'm trading everybody. <laughs> I, I'll play it off after they win. <laughs> I'll trade that motherfucking ass tonight if they lose. <laughs> uh, listen, yo, I just be sitting back on mine. I was like, oh. Max had two slow games in a row. Shit. 
Then that la- that next game popped off, and I was like, oh, oh, we back. oh, we back. <laughs> Let me rub it in a little bit. Let me go that's to the timeline and say I told you so. Oh, that, see, that's another thing, too. I not told Max you so, and, Twitter. Not Max and Vic popping off at the same time. Let me just rub Let me rub this in like homegirl was supposed to rub on her oh, chicken. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, wait. Yeah. Wait. Hey, no, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I, I ain't the sub. I ain't the sub type, whatever the case is. No, for sure. We no, was talking no. about hot take no. Harry weird ass. <laughs> we was talking about... <laughs> We're talking about the common sense, whatever dude who's I don't know what's going on with him. We're talking about them niggas. I don't know who was between what that boy hot take Harry. We're talking about that boy them. hot take Harry is y'all different. niggas weird. That boy hot take Harry is different. I ain't gonna lie to you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know him personally. I think he all right, you know what I mean? To pop your shit, bro. But Jesus Christ, some, I mean, I don't know. I talked to him when he talked to me. <laughs> that dude is passionate, man. I fucks with him. Anybody who loves that this team as much like, as I man. do, win, lose, or draw, I fucks with you. So you know what I mean. Like, you can be mad at me all you want to. I don't give a fuck. I still love you. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Nah. I don't. I ain't. I ain't going. I ain't going to sub nobody. I'm talking about them, particularly. I don't know who else talking about who else, but I'm talking about them too. Alf um, added me. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna hit up my uh, my shadow producer Brian. We're going to hit up this next segment, pick and roll. Brian, hit me with your first question. Okay, sorry about that. I guess my camera decided to turn off. Damn, um, you you a... you looking like G out here. Oh, for real, for real. Let's just bring <laughs> I Chad thought that motherfucker was gone, Tiff. I thought we was out here <laughs> flying off the cuff. I didn't know he was still there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got you. Fuck all y'all who voted for Kenny. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. Fuck him. So, I, 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 I got to... Sorry. We're going to let Brian explain. Go ahead, Kenny. I got to be honest real quick. That's home court advantage. I've been trash today. <laughs> for sure. I've been trash today. It's home court I, advantage, I, but I'll take it. This the, we, another time we're going to agree, Kenny. You have been absolutely trash out here in these streets. <laughs> Hey, they fucking racist. That's what's wrong with them. They racist. Hey. Yeah, bro. I don't give a fuck if we the same race. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, nah, I went to high school in the suburbs. I'm a little whiter. It's cool. <laughs> nope. It was a crack house across the street from my high school. <laughs> yes, um, Brian. Hey, that's a tough pipeline, man. So basically, um, this next one is called Pick and Roll. Since you won, Kenny, um, you basically the, – the, these are questions that chat's asked throughout the entire uh, stream. You get to pick or roll to the next one or pick if you want to answer mm-hmm. or roll it to Royal. Very simple. Mm-hmm. All right. So we like Jimmy at the floor hey, against Boston or Milwaukee. Hmm. Boston. I don't want to see him matched up with Giannis. That's pointless. They're going to kick the shit out of Jimmy at the four. Put him at the three where he's a little safer. Do not match him up with Giannis. Like, let's... We... 
I'm a homer. I'm a Heat fan. All this other shit. That's cool. But I ain't never been no goddamn liar. Do not match Jimmy up with no fucking Giannis. Don't do that. Leave him at the three against them. Hmm. Royal, you want to add anything to it? Oh, I didn't know if I was supposed to ask yeah, that bitch. Absolutely, yeah, good. I'm, I'm right on, brother. Like, <laughs> no, sir. Give me Boston if Jimmy gonna be playing the four. I do not want to see no parts of that boy guarding Giannis. I, I'm out. Like Boston. All right, all right. So the next one we got. <laughs> when did John Hollinger escape, and why haven't the orderlies been fired yet? <laughs> I gotta be honest. I found out who that is today. I don't be paying attention to what people be talking about. I I don't trust his name. It's a I don't trust anybody named John. Your mom didn't try. She got to do better. Tyler Hero at number three in six man voting is ridiculous. He's just trolling. That's what it is. He be trolling. People be trolling Heat fans to get attention and get y'all to argue. Y'all keep fucking arguing with him. I'm not about to do that shit. He's just Kevin Love. I don't even know his number two, but Kevin Love really. That's 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 who that's who his pick is, Kevin Love. I ain't wasting my time with that shit, man. John Hollinger, wherever you was working at before, get your job back. And I'm not talking about in the industry. If you was at Wendy's, nigga, go to Wendy's. Let me get my four. <laughs> Pronto, bitch. Fuck are you talking about? Nah, I'm with Ken. I don't know who the fuck John Hollinger is, but I just kind of used context clues just then. He's the motherfucker who put Tyler at uh, three. Kenny, you're a bigger man than me because I got fucking time for this whole ass motherfucker today, bitch. How dare you slander the motherfucker that I spent all last year slandering? <laughs> Don't you dare put Tyler Hero on fucking Kevin ass fucking love. Listen, bro, this six man of the year conversation has been fucking over for months now. And this is just a motherfucker who ain't have shit to do. So he decided to post some shit on the internet and get other people to go ahead and scratch and claw. And he knew it was a dumbass take when he put it up there. And Tyler Hero has been far and away the best bench player in the league this year. So that, that was like, a non-starter for me. I thought it was a joke at first, but apparently he's real. And I still, yeah, again, I don't know who John Hollinger is either. Never heard of him. He ain't no ALF 954, I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm good, man. And the final question. Give me my goddamn Wendy's and give me the good fries back. Not that bullshit. <laughs> Our own Alex Musabai wants to know, drip or drop? <laughs> you know what man it's impossible to choose man I'm going with both the drip drop gets a bad rap man the drip drop is underrated the drip drop is the core and the foundation of Miami Heat Beach shout out to G Navas for Kenny I thought you said you, and, you don't lie like building a company and shit right. I'm not giving him no credit I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not giving G credit because he picked Royal. I'm not giving G no credit because John Carlo Nottis is man. an upstanding human. I'm not being. giving G no credit. Brian, a gentleman and a scholar, and on his <laughs> network, you will respect. Okay. <laughs> I can't even get that shit out. I've never seen anybody I on will, this network. Respect I will respect John Carlo the drip Nottis, drop. and I find that to be a travesty. He is a great, great guy. I love G. I don't care what nobody says. I like this man. <laughs> He's great. He is, he is a great guy, just not leading up to this show. Leading up to this show, <laughs> it's all up to Brian Goins. And so yeah. Brian Goins is the foundation 
of Miami Heat beat. Not a chance. When when he when he produces the shows, they go a lot smoother. No, I said it wrong. It is Brian Goins. They go a lot smoother. Giancarlo so Navis in I'm four. I'm going with Brian Goins, man. Giancarlo Brian Navis in fucking four. And no, to answer man. the question, because I didn't get it. Giancarlo is not watching this. Giancarlo Navis in four. Uh, so just to answer uh, Moose's question, because I think he was talking to me, Kenny, and you just jumped in there all rude. Like, um, for me, it has to be the drip. You know what I mean? The drop tends to linger. It goes on a little long sometimes at the end. But for me, that drip, that drip is perfect. And what sets it off properly is you got to get that. It's the it's the before the drip. That whole one time, you when you add that thing to it, it just makes it elite content. You know what I mean? So when you hit them whole one time with that drip and that drip, you got to go with that drip, bro. That drip is where it's at. So shout out to my boy Moose. Like that drip is that's definitely the answer. <laughs> All right. I want to uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and y'all that had to tune out. Uh, I want to I want to thank my shadow producer Brian Brian M always got my back my guest Royal Kenny thank you guys love you guys for for coming on and as I always say you are heard you are seen and you are loved we out Studio, I'll do this shit myself. Make beats and bed, and I don't.